Hi, Film Addicts. Welcome back to part two of our Oscar after party with Movie Man Mark or Lord Mark because we decided to give ourselves our own titles. And, you know, while we're waiting for Scotland to clear our titles. <laughs> and Yeah, if Scotland's not going to give us the titles, we're going to give them to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, because I think we deserve them for the after party. And, um, you know, Mark was the youngest comedian at 19 years old on the Amazon, right? With your own special, right? That's right. You know your facts. I'm impressed. <laughs> and Mark is also has just about to, he's he's uh his his uh Spider Man, the last swing right the last swing is coming out. Or the yeah, that's swing. right. Fall swing. We got our trailer, our full trailer uh, debuting soon on the Six Side Studios YouTube channel. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, Mark, how much uh, do you have to work out and get fit for playing um Spider Man? That's a great question. I don't think I ever would have started working out if it weren't for playing that role, to be truthfully honest. Um, I gained uh, 30 pounds of muscle for this last installment, actually. I, I really thought, you know, if it's the last time I'm playing the character, I want to take it seriously on a physical level. So, yeah, I went through that whole process. Hey, and you get the special Oscar, Oscar fan, a fan film award for, you know, working out the most for your character. Oh, you're giving me an award right now? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be. That's. I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'll be waiting for it. I'll be. I'll be waiting for it in the mail then. Yeah, we. That's. That's how we do it on this show. We. Our audience loves us because you know if they come on here, they're like, I want to go on our show. She gives out all these awards. You know, I. I'm trying to compete, be competitive with the Oscar gift bag worth over a hundred, almost a hundred thousand dollars. So I'm. I'm. You know, I. I give back to people. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, keep, I'll hold you to that one. I want to see I want to see the award on my wall. Okay. And then, Hey, okay. Mark, have you seen drive my car? Cause that one, it looks amazing. Do you know anything about drive my car? I mean, I drive my car every day, so <laughs> yeah, I'm glad and I, I, I walk my dog every day, but, um, let's see. Um, it's, uh, this, this is, um, uh, just one of those uh, paced movies where they're in their car and just it's I, the way the guys explained it, the way Charlie Campanella from Formosa Group on our Oscar special explains Drive My Car is phenomenal. But it's one of those slow paced movies that keeps it's like a three almost three hours and it's it's really amazing. It's like a, a state. It doesn't, it, doesn't personally, it doesn't personally sound like my cup of tea, but if you know if you know the guys involved, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I think it's it's like really worth taking, especially if you're like directing and writing and acting in like one of those films. That's in it. You're in a car. Like to to pull that off, of something so kind of like mundane, you know, being in a car and you're able to take the audience for almost a three hour drive. <laughs> Are they actually the whole Um. Well, I mean, almost, but um, yeah. But okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I would have heard of it if if that was the. That, that's an amazing gimmick. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before. A whole film set in a car. Well, I don't know. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but that's what he was ex kind of explaining. So, have you seen Belfast? I know about Belfast. The only, to be honest, Marilyn, the only films that I've seen out of the uh, Oscar noms were, uh, this year were um, Don't Look Up, which I thought was uh, 
was great. I loved the political satire in that. Did you watch that one? Don't look up. No, because um, there's there's only so much. You didn't, you didn't look up. Don't look up, huh? I did. I I can't even look up because I'm writing stories for my podcast. I'm doing podcasts. It's like I I mean literally. Even Spotify said, "Did you even look up last year, Marilyn? You did so many episodes of Filmatics. I guess you need to come up and breathe this year." <laughs> Yeah, well, when you get a chance, you should check that out if you're interested in, like, political satires. And it kind of goes into, like, you know, what, how would uh, the public and the government and, you know, all, all this react if the world was coming to an end. Um, and it's very, you know, modern. Um, it, it, I think they got a lot of inspiration from how the whole world reacted to the pandemic in different ways. And uh, it was very on the nose and, yeah, very funny, too. Meryl Streep is in it. She did a great job playing the president. Um, and then there's, you know, Jennifer Lawrence does a great job as well. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it as a, a scientist and trying to convince the public that this is actually happening and no one seems to want to believe them. You know, people want to believe what they want to believe and hear what they want to hear. So that was all very uh, realistic. And, and uh, it was, you know, sort of an eye, not an eye opener exactly uh, in the way that um, uh, other films and other shows like uh, Dope Sick, uh, which should, should have been nominated, but um, actually, well, it's a, it's a show, so I guess, but it, it's so good, it's on the level of a film. But it was it was just um, very realistic and, and funny at, at the same time. It was a great achievement by um, uh, the director there, so, who also, he also directed, Adam McKay also directed, uh, if you remember from a few years ago, there was a, a film called, uh, what was that film that he, that he made? Um, I'm, I'm losing the name right now. Uh, oh, the big short. Um, he did that as well. So, and he did Vice, and he did, uh, he, you know, the other guys. So he had a, a large comedy background, and now he's going into a little bit more of like, you know, there's still comedies, but they they have deeper meanings and stuff. So he's been a guy that I've been uh, definitely following. Um, and then the other film that I, I I briefly mentioned earlier in part one was uh, West Side Story. Um, I'm two thirds through that film. And, um, you know, I really, I, at first I was going, I don't know if there's a point to this because it's, uh, it's very, uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a film that's set in the sixties and it, the original is very true to the times, but you know, the cinematography that, um, you know, Steven Spielberg's cinematographer pulled off is it, it almost makes it worth it. And, and then the other great thing that surprised me halfway through is they, uh, if you're familiar at all with West Side Story is they, they changed the location of one of the songs. Um, Steven Spielberg wasn't a fan of the song, I Feel Pretty. Um, you know, I Feel Pretty, you know that song, right? Marilyn? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, so. I don't know if I feel pretty. In the, in the, <laughs> in the play, in the, uh, in the, the uh, from the 60s, it's the opening of act two, uh, but he thought it was kind of, I guess, pointless or whatever. So he recontextualizes it by placing it after this big brawl scene where um, two of the, the main characters kill each other. And all of a sudden, now uh, you have this character who doesn't even know that her brother's been killed. And she's a great because her, you know, she's thinking about this guy that she just met, Tony. And so it's it's just like this beautiful, like, um, contrast between the scene prior and the scene that's playing out. And it just adds so much uh, extra context that you didn't know you needed in that song. So... That alone made it, you know, worth it for me. And, and Rachel Zegler was great to see because um, 
she started off on YouTube making cover videos. She's a singer from New Jersey, and all of a sudden, her first acting credit, she hadn't done any commercials, anything. She's the star of a film. She's the star of a Steven Spielberg movie. And she's going on. She's uh, She wasn't invited to the, the awards, which was caused a little bit of a controversy last weekend. But then they made it up to her, and they invited her to present. Um, and uh, she's actually filming Snow White now in London. So she flew in from uh, London to uh, to present. Oh. Yeah, she she's a great performer and great singer. So that's another one that I saw. Ah, so she's one of your the YouTube. Did you know her personally? Or are you just uh, she's just uh, you, a YouTube family like like? No, she's not. I don't know her personally, but I mean, I would I would love to. She's uh, very talented, and uh, I, you could tell that she was that girl in in her. Uh, high school that just booked every I don't know books is the term but landed every single lead role in each of the musicals that her school did I'm sure she had a lot of like jealous schoolmates and people going oh I could sing better blah 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 but now I mean it's like the, the proof is in the pudding and you know she's she's just so talented and she was also she just shot uh it might have been almost a year she's gonna have a, a critical role in the DC movie Shazam 2. So yeah, her career and her stardom is really taking off fast. Ooh, I just came out with Johnny Bolt. I've got some superhero movies, uh, superhero movies too. I just count with the Wonder Kids and Johnny Bolt and the Wizard Diaries. It's so fun. <laughs> so, wow, that does sound the Wizard Diaries. That, that, that sounds fun. Yeah, but when you hear Shazam, you know, I was like, Johnny Bolt. But um, yeah, because my friend, um, my friend got hit by lightning and a lightning bolt and uh, he wanted to publish some of my books because he's a indie publisher, top 10 indie publisher. And so he, he was telling me about that. And I said, you know what, can I, I'm going to write a story about something he goes, go ahead, go ahead, kid. And so that's how I came up with Johnny bolt because there's people that get hit by lightning and it changes them. They can see the future and all these amazing things. So that's what inspired me to write that story. Uh, and I just, you know, in my imagination, I was just like, oh, I saw this kid and uh, and Johnny Bull and Penelope, Penelope Applekiss. She's got like that freeze kiss that can like freeze out the villains. <laughs> wow, that sounds awesome. I'd love to read that. Yeah, it's well, it's on Enchanting Book Readings. And, uh, you know, I told you I didn't look up because I'm working so hard to, to make these kids happy because... You know, these kids around the world have had it really rough, like with COVID and now what's going on with the world. And I just think it's so important that, um, you know, when you hit when you see number one rankings every week on your podcast, you, you know, the parents and the kids, they're grateful and and it, it touches my heart. So I want to give them good stuff. I might not have the best sound. I, I got a Blue Yeti mic. I'm trying to learn how to use it, but I'm trying to give them better sound. <laughs> So I'm doing my best to upgrade my sound, um, you know, to to get up with here with the to get up here with the big boys being nominated for best sound, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good thing to strive towards, um, and uh, who knows, maybe you'll get nominated for best sound next. <laughs> yeah, and let's uh, what oh let's talk about Dune, of course. Yeah, Dune. <laughs> did you did you read the book? No, did you read the book? Uh, I, you know, that's called we skim the book. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't read you as much of a reader. Me? 
I mean, you're you're more of a writer, you know, like creating the stories. Yeah, yeah. But I used to read a book, uh, like I think in the library every single day. I read every animal book, but then I got depressed because like every animal story, like Old Yeller and and Rintintin or whatever, all those books, like Lassie, someone would die. The dog would die. So I got, I'm just not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> These are too sad. So yeah. So I said I'm gonna write some kick butt uh kid stories that you know aren't going to be like making you cry when you read them because <laughs> you're not supposed to be crying i got i just couldn't do it anymore i just want something fun and light and happy you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you sound like you're describing like the old disney movies like bammy <laughs> oh my gosh i know like when i started reading children's books i'm like everyone was like dark and depressing and someone got killed and then like those um the fables the grim brothers Man, were they grim. I, I mean, I now I know what they call the Grim Brothers. Like uh, Frozen, like Disney repurposed that and made it light and bright. Be, uh, no, Little Mermaid in the story, like her tongue was cut. I mean, and she didn't get the guy. It was just like, wow, Disney really, really did a really great job of read, what would you call it, reinterpreting those stories and making them fun and cute and sweet. Besides killing off the moms or the dads at the beginning, like the Lion King, right? what you, know? well, you saw if you saw tonight they had uh what i really liked speaking of zegler is that since she is going to be disney royalty playing uh, snow white which is their first uh animated princess from uh, the 30s they had her present along with um lily james uh, who's in the new hulu series uh pam and tommy about pamela anderson and uh tommy lee and um she played cinderella a few years ago in disney's uh, remake of that and then they also had um on the same stage was uh, the actress for Princess Jasmine as well from the 2019 Aladdin movie. So I thought that was kind of cool how they put up all those princesses from uh, the Disney remakes, which uh, it makes me wonder how long the Disney remake trend will continue because, um, you know, is it just a trend or is it here to stay? I'm not, I'm not really sure, but because, uh, you know, they tried re-releasing all their movies in 3D that that sort of faded away. But I think that, you know, with these remakes, they're getting the chance and, you know, West Side Story remake as well. They're getting the chance to to modernize it a little bit and not necessarily reinvent it or by any means or, or making it take place in modern times. But but, you know, updating it for uh, a new audience. And I think it creates a little bit of an interesting exercise even for film lovers by getting, you know, at a young age, you get to compare and see what the differences are from the original um and and uh it's sort it's sort of part of the fun so a lot of people are kind of scared um you know they're not a fan of the remakes and they think the remake shouldn't be nominated for awards and stuff but i think that uh you know all films they sort of pull from stories that have been reused many times and you know they do say that there are only about seven original unique stories and every film is a, a you know a slight iteration of one of those seven uh stories so uh, I don't have a problem with them. In fact, like I would love to even be part of one one day. But uh, I do love Disney, um, the original films as well. And they, they, you know, Encanto won for best animated film, and uh, and that boy talk about like a phenomenon and just really blowing people out of the water with how many times kids are wanting to watch that movie. Everyone's complaining in the industry. Oh, my kid has made me watch this 190 times. Like DJ Khaled was talking about that today. And I know the feeling of being a kid and just wanting to watch the same movie over and over and over, rewinding the tape. Kids don't have to deal with that anymore. They just press play again on the streaming service. But yeah, if you were a kid, you wanted to watch the movie again, you had to rewind that, sit there and wait. That's why we're so patient, the previous generation. 
all the kids want now, 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 you know, instant gratification on TikTok. But um, yeah, I'm just, uh, in, in general, I'm just a huge movie fan. So even though I didn't watch all the, the uh, Oscar noms, like, um, you know, I'm still just as big of a fan as I was uh, ever. And speaking of um, Disney princesses, some of uh, these actresses on the red carpet, they were in these, uh, they look like Disney princesses because they, I liked it. It was like pastel, pretty colors. They look almost like a Easter bouquet, like Jessica Chasten. She had like that, like, she looked like Little Mermaid. Like they look like Disney princesses, right? Didn't Jessica Chasten? Chastine looked like Ariel from Little Mermaid. She had like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Ariel, I, I I made a slight mistake there. Um, the, they didn't have the Snow White actress Rachel Zegler present with the, with that group. She was on stage with someone else, but they had the, the upcoming actress for Ariel um, in the Little Mermaid remake, which is uh, slated to come out next year. Uh, Hallie Bailey is her name. Um, and she's a person of color. So that's an interesting, um, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do there with the with the remake and i think it's great for representation and you know you know a, a, a new young group of girls will be able to like see themselves in that character so yeah i think uh i'm all for that yeah and speaking of our other princesses nicole kidman had some kind of like blue gray little look like on top it looked like a ballerina kind of like little poofy thing and then it was long and then um, Zendaya. I find so cool. like Nicole Kidman, she's always appearing before the AMC films now. I don't know if you've been to the an AMC theater recently, but she they have they play this ad with her in the AMC at, like um, theater before every single movie, and it's turned into a joke at this point where you know people are kind of sick of seeing that same ad over and over again. But it's funny because now they're like making fun of how annoying it is. So. People just go on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Whenever the ad comes up, they just go woo and start applauding and stuff. I was in a, I was, I went to see a movie the other week, and everyone started cheering when that ad came on because it's become such a joke. But um, well, yeah, Nicole Kidman is is great. Yeah. Yeah, and then Zendaya, she had her pretty like she had like a little mermaid, um, like a silver dress skirt in a half top and uh, Mila Kunis she had this I liked her it was like light pink it was very elegant and beautiful it kind of reminded me of the old Hollywood glamour and her hair was very beautiful and then I like this light pink dress that this girl looked kind of almost like Tiffany breakfast at Tiffany style and a lot of people wearing pink I don't know if that was like a thing this year but did you notice that it was very nice. And and then Lady Gaga. Well, I don't know if she she skipped the red carpets, but she had this really beautiful white tulle dress on. And, you know, uh, did you see um, House of Gucci? Father, Son, House of Gucci. No, but I know that like, Jeremy <laughs> got nominated for, uh, for, he got nominated for a Razzie, or he won a Razzie for his role. Oh, yeah? And I've seen clips of it online, and it just his accent in that movie is just very funny. He goes, why, why, son, why? Like, he's trying to be Italian, but it's like, oh, oh, boy. Yeah, you're like, we're Italian, so, like, yeah. I, and I was like, that's my one little critique. It's like, can you get some Italians to play, like, the Pope, the Rome? You always get these English and British actors to play, like, Italians. It's like, you know, we... <laughs> it's like... Italians I, have a slightly different skin tone, man. Like, you know, like, have, the same way everyone takes it so seriously that they get, they get proper representation for each uh, film. You know, why aren't we getting enough... Italians in the Super Mario movie upcoming. I know it's voice acting, but still, I mean, there's huge controversies about, oh, you know, there's a white actor playing a poo. We have, we need the proper ethnicity and stuff. Well, why, why don't we have a proper ethnicity? 
be for Mario, you know? It's just as important if you're going to play by those rules, I think. Because, you know, what, since when was there, like, um, you know, like, this, we don't have much, okay? We, at times, we don't have many characters that that uh, are in, you know, pulp culture, and they're known for being Italian. Like, usually it's just, like, you know, just, like, generic stuff or, like, I mean, they haven't even made, like, the, we've made some progress in terms of, like, you know, Disney did a film called Luca, and that was, that took place uh, on the Italian Riviera, but even that movie, they're not casting genuine Italian, so yeah. I find it a little bit interesting, but maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, maybe yeah. it's, so, well, we, we, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with, like, what, like, what is worthy of change and what's not, uh, I guess Baby Steps. Yeah, because because Mark's younger generation, you're like, you were 19, so you're like, what, 20 now, 21? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, no, I'm actually 23 now. I'm, oh. I'm growing up. Yeah. Well, I put a little touch of Italy in everything I do, especially in the kids program, because you know, representing uh, where I was born, Naples, Italy. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of people around the world, Penelope Cruz. She looks so beautiful with her husband Javier Bardem, who was in like they both were in those movies that were Oscar nominated. Speaking of. Um, uh nightmare alley did you see nightmare alley kind of like one of those like you know dark you know i should have i should have because i saw them filming it in toronto but uh um so that that's kind of interesting that they're that they were shooting that at, at home um did you see that one i saw some of it, it was so dark you know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're in the theater, you're watching it so dark. You're like, can the projectionist like turn up the brightness a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So we love Dune, and the costumes were spectacular in Dune, and the images, and the, just you know, obviously the best sound, um, the visuals, just stunning. The movie, yeah, that's a three-hour movie that I, I I would like to see. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, take me on that journey. And then um, I want to talk about Belfast. I mean, because one uh, one of my producers that came on the show, he kind this was this was he was speaking about how hard it was his his um, growing up. So Belfast about a young boy and his working class Belfast family. They were just it was tumultuous in the 1960s. They were like literally like just the kids didn't have this beautiful upbringing. And he said like it was so hard, but he had very positive parents that like you know it may it, they tried to like shelter him from what was going on so um and you know kenneth Branagh, i mean you know he's amazing he's amazing yeah he directed uh, death on the nile and uh, and he stars in those films as well as the detective and uh i i was a, i didn't watch murder on the orient express but i really want to now because i saw death on the nile and uh the way that uh, the story unfolds, it I predicted it. I don't know how predictable it is for general audiences. Maybe it's just predictable for movie watchers. But uh, there was some satisfaction in knowing that, like, I got the, I got the, I guess the killers right. And so they were a really fun movie to watch. And uh, I hear they're making a third uh, one based on those Agatha Christie books. Oh yeah! Oh, I love Agatha Christie. Now you know the British TV shows. They do British, you know, all that stuff. I love like Moors and Inspector Lewis and Agatha Christie and uh, Inspector Hercule Poirot. I mean, I can watch those for days, you know. But I mean, I I'm sure they wouldn't want some Italian actors to play those roles because <laughs> I'd be like, no, they need to be English. But you know, um. That we're just having fun here and the power of the dog that got a lot of controversy because like um 
I guess the costume was too flowy or something, but um, but it looks like a beautiful movie, and especially you got my my favorite. You got Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> you got Benedict Cumberpatch, Mr. Sherlock Holmes in that movie. So anything that Benedict Cumberpatch is in, it's gonna be outstanding. You know what I mean? And then congratulations for to Jane Campion. Congratulations, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, congratulations to Jessica Chesson, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, yeah, right? Is she like reversing or something? I know. Doesn't she look like, right? She's looking beautiful and beautiful and prettier and prettier and prettier. All right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, I was like, holy, like, I, like you know? Yeah, and that's what I got from that from for red carpet look, but yeah. Yeah, and then I, they even what I found interesting is this year they're even doing like um, I don't know if you you noticed, but they're they're doing um, you know they had this category that they never had before, which is uh, the Oscar cheer moment, and it's like the the you know the most entertaining or the best moment in a film uh, that the fans can vote for, and everyone voted for um, the number. For one, you know, place was uh, the Flash entering the Speed Force in, in Zack Snyder's Justice, which those fans of Zack Snyder are just so um, they they really come in numbers. And I even saw in Hollywood today they were flying a jet or a plane over the where they were over Hollywood Boulevard, uh, where the Oscars is, and I believe probably over Warner Brothers too. And they're they're asking Discovery and and Warner Brothers, who are now going to be merging pretty soon. To uh, restore the Snyderverse, which is basically Zack Snyder's vision of the DC films, because he's he's no longer working on those movies. But the fans, boy, they really want him to come back um, to those that that franchise. He did Justice League, Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, and uh, so I thought it was interesting that the, the Oscars wanted to in introduce a new category where the fans could vote for their favorite moment in the film. It tells me that they're trying to uh, expand their reach and get more ratings and honor those superhero films, which they inevitably knew people were going to vote for in a way where they don't have to nominate them for best picture, but they get their own little category. And then they also did um, like a, a, a award for the most talked about uh, film or the, the best film that the fans could vote for. And they voted for, again, Zack Snyder's film, Army of the Dead, because apparently uh, Justice League didn't uh, qualify for some reason uh, because it's like a, a an extended it's like a recut doesn't make much sense because it's inconsistent with the other category but yeah people just love Zack Snyder and really uh, rally behind him um, so that was interesting too the Army of the Dead which is a Netflix film um, yeah and speaking of so so we got like um, best actor in leading role we know Will Smith we got Jessica Chesson the eyes of Timmy Faye we went over all of the amazing um, movies and Best Picture for Coda. Speaking of, it was the first time that um, the um, uh, Jane Campion, the Power of the Dog, um, the original song, No Time to Die, documentary feature, Summer of Soul, Best Adapted Screenplay, Coda, Original Screenplay, Belfast, Costume Design, Cruella, because that was just wild costumes. Love it. International Feature Film, Drive My Car, Actor in Supporting Role. This is um, a history breaking. Troy, there was a couple of history breaking things. Troy Coatser Coda, right? He was actually deaf. Um, that's what they're saying. First time. And then um, animated feature Encanto, like you said, visual effects Dune, cinematography Dune, 
actress in supporting role. They're saying that Andrea De Voice at West Side Story. That's another uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. And makeup and hairstyling, the eyes of Tammy Faye. That was incredible, right? And production design, Dune. Incredible production time. Pro design and achievement of sound. Of course, Dune. Thank Congratulations for Marissa Group. Original score, Dune. You know what? Hans Zimmer. I mean, out of the ballpark. Did you hear Dune's soundtrack? Oh, my God. Incredible. Hans Zimmer's always great. Like, he, he's never missed. Ah, just, it's, you know, and uh, animated short film, The Windshield Wiper. I love that title. And documentary, The Queen of Basketball. So, so um, we just, so many things. Hey, Mark, I'm going to ask you, um, what is, are you going to do another fan film? Some kind of um, superhero fan film? You know what, Marilyn? I feel like with with the Spider-Man franchise ending, it's sort of my goodbye to fan films as well. It seems like. Hmm. You get it right. So what I really want to focus on from now on, um, at least for the immediate future, is original films, creating original characters, original stories, perhaps inspired by you know uh, my life or other people's lives. And um, you know, I'm, I'm working on my second script right now and. Um, yeah, I just I, I want to dive into that realm a little bit because I've I've really dived into the the fan film realm and brings uh, you know superheroes well I guess specifically Spider Man to life but now I want to be able to create my own characters so that's where my focus is going to lie. Well, Mark, it's been just so much fun having you on our Oscar a special Oscar party. And if we want to do a part three, we'll let you know. But we just always have good times here with Lord Mark Ritchie. Uh, 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 movie man Mark and the Spider Film fan franchise, which is uh, the fifth installment, is coming out. Well, this all the information will be in the summary of the podcast. Make sure you hit those five stars, subscribe, download. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mark, for being here. We always have fun on Film Addicts. <laughs> so much fun! Thanks for having me, Merlin. And uh, don't forget to rate five stars, all that stuff, guys. Subscribe for sure. <laughs>